please be seated for our Bible reading. Hello. Okay, today's Bible reading is going to be interactive, so I need you all to help out. Um, You need to all join in. There's going to be pictures coming up on the screen, and you just need to say what you see. It's very simple, don't worry. Not stretching your brains too much Sunday morning. Um, The Bible reading is Luke 9, 28 to 36. But if you're following your pew Bibles, you're kind of cheating, okay? So you can look at that later, but for the moment, go with the screen, okay? Now, about, well done, eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the, to pray. While he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make free dwellings. <laughs> One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them. They were terrified as it entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent. And in those days, told no one of any of the things they had seen. Thank you, Rachel. Let us pray. So gracious God, speak to each one of us now, young and old alike, what you want us to hear from you. This morning we pray. Amen. So when you came in this morning, you should have been been given one of these, basically. Something that we're going to be looking at as part part of our service. Might as well start as we mean to go on very early, mightn't we? Because, you know, as, as I look out to you this morning, things seem a little bit blurred to me. You know, so there's no point putting your, putting your hands up because I can't really tell who it would be anywhere. But as I just look out at you, things seem a little bit blurred. Now, I wonder if anyone could tell me, and the first one who gets the right answer, but you've got to come and tell me the right answer. You can't shout it out because I can't, t- can't see you anywhere. So I wonder... Why do you seem a bit blurred to me this morning? And the first person who can come and tell me gets one of these. There's a big choice in here, actually. Why do you think I can't see them? Because you you don't have your glasses on. That's really good. I don't have my glasses on and I don't wear contact lenses either. So there you go. Do you want to? Which one do you want? Oh, chocolate coins. 
That's right. And often when we look at this passage, we can look at it as if it seems a bit blurred. It seems a bit mysterious. You know, it all kind of seems a bit weird or a bit like science fiction, doesn't it? Because Jesus goes up on a mountain and his appearance changes and his clothes kind of get the Daz washing effect that wouldn't have been like that in those days. And then two men from centuries before appear with him. And then a cloud comes down and the cloud speaks. And we can kind of think, oh, that didn't happen. Because we look at things today, and when we read the Bible, we look at it through our eyes of today. And that's really good, because we we look at it, and we're often trained to look skeptically or scientifically, and that's really, really good. The only problem is, the Bible wasn't written in the 21st century. It was written 21 centuries before, and before that, and it wasn't written for Western eyes necessarily. It was written in a Middle Eastern culture where the big question was, what does God want me to do with this? And so when we look at this passage, what we have to do is, if you like, we have to put on our first century glasses and start to ask that key question, what does God want us to do with this? And so I thought what we'd do is we'd just look at this passage this morning because I could spend a lot of time just looking at this passage and just we could be here at lunchtime and I could tell you how it's full of lots of Old Testament images and lots of New Testament pictures and how they're really really important but kind of like I haven't done that I just want to give you one clue to help you unravel the mystery of what's going on and the clue is the cloud Because the cloud is very, very special. The cloud represents the presence of God. Because one of those men, Moses, he went up on a mountain to pray. And when he went up on a mountain to pray, the cloud came on him. And the cloud spoke. And the people knew it was God speaking and they were terrified. So much so that what used to happen was, in those days, the cloud used to lead them as they went from the wilderness into the promised land. If the cloud moved, they moved. If the cloud stopped, they stopped. It was a sign of God's presence. So when Jesus goes up on a mountain to pray, and the cloud comes down and comes down on the disciples as well, They know it's God. And what does God want us to do? Well, what did God say? He said, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. In other words, what God was saying was this. Listen to Jesus because Jesus is what I've got to say. And so this morning, what I want to leave you with, just quite simply, is a way that each one of us can listen to Jesus all through the week to help us because by listening to him we change because if you were looking at this in the first century to listen the verb to listen is exactly the same as the verb to do in other words if you heard something you understood it you did it 
And that's exactly what happens here. Because that's what happens to Peter, James, and John. The key thing isn't so much that Jesus' appearance changes. The key thing is, is Peter, James, and John change as a result of what happens here. And when we listen to the words of Jesus, our appearance changes. Because we become more like Jesus. We become a better version of ourselves. If you like, we can become the best version of ourselves. And the character flaws that we have kind of disappear. And our priorities change. And so what you've got on the inside of this handout is a picture of, of your hand. And so you need, a, you need a pen this morning, and we're just going to go through this. Because when I think about, well, how can I listen to the words of Jesus? How can we do that? Well, one way in which we can listen to the words of Jesus is we can hear them. So we come into church this morning and we, we hear the words of Jesus. Or we, we can watch them on a screen. Or we can listen to them on our, on our phones. But here's the thing. And our faith increases when we listen to the words of Jesus. But do you know how much we remember of what we hear? Anybody want to take a guess of how much, how many times do you think, what percentage do you think we might remember of, of what we hear? And we'll try and give a chocolate out to the, to the person who gets closest. Anyone guess what percentage you think we might? Six and a half. He really wants a chocolate. Anyone beat six and a half? Trust a head teacher to get it right. Sorry, Malcolm, you. We'll keep the chocolates with you for a while. No, you keep them for now. Oh, yeah. Then um, we'll just get a bit of thing. That's right. We only remember 5% of what we hear. So I'm thinking, is there a better way? That's why I put it on the little finger, if you like, your pinky finger, if you like, because it's the, it's the weakest finger. And so I think, is there a better way that we can listen to the words of Jesus? And, well, we could, we could read them. You know, we could read them in a, in a Bible. We could read the words of Jesus. And our faith does increase from, from reading the words of Jesus. But what percentage do you think? How much do we retain? How much do we remember of what we read? What percentage do you think? Trudy's got the chocolates. Trudy, you can have the first go. 8%. She's got this one wrong. So the chocolates can go to the next person who gets the closest. I'll give you a little clue. It's got to increase. Who wants the chocolates? 10? No. Sorry, what was that? Who said 15? Myrtle, you get the chocolates. Don't give them all to Basil, otherwise there'll be none left. But we only remember 15% of what we read, so I'm thinking, there must be a better way. And so we put this on the middle finger. It's to study. 
You know, if you study the words of Jesus, it means more than just reading them, more than just hearing them. If we kind of really get into it and really look at what the word means, then that helps us. But how much do you think we remember of what we study? Myrtle, you get the first go. What percentage? Pardon? 40 is wrong, so someone else gets the chocolates. Go on. Who wants the chocolate? Pardon? 25. No, but it's closer. Who said 30? You get the chocolates, Archie. This could be fun. You might not get any more chocolates now. We remember 30% of what we study. But there's a better way. And it kind of goes on our, on our index finger because our index finger or our first finger is the strongest finger. It's to, it's to memorize. And memorize involves reading, it involves hearing, it involves studying it. And you kind of practice it over. And this is where memorizing the words of Jesus is really helpful for us all through the week because sometimes we might be having a really bad time. And actually speaking out those words of Jesus, those Bible verses, are a real encouragement for us and a real help. Now, if we memorize and we keep remembering those things, how much do you think we remember? What do you think, Archie? No, it's far higher. So someone else is going to get the chocolates. 50, no higher. 75 higher. We could pay player cards, right, couldn't we? Yeah. Higher. Who said 100? There we go, you've got the chocolates. Pass the chocolates to the front. It's actually true that if we can memorize and we remember 100%. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, I was looking at my hands and I'm thinking, right, so memorizing things is really good. But there's an even better way than that, because if you look at your hand, just look at your hand with each other. And have you ever tried this? I tried this and I couldn't do it. Can you get all your fingers to touch each other, each other finger, from your four fingers? Can you get them? You can maybe, I can't do it. Anyone manage? No, 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 not like that. You've got to go like that so that... It's quite, it's quite difficult. Maybe if you're a bit double-jointed, you'll be able to do it. And this is where the thumb comes in. Because only the thumb can do it. Because there's a better way than memorizing. It's to meditate. It's to think over everything. It involves reading, hearing, studying, and memorizing. Now, when I say meditate, I'm not thinking of something like you might get in an Eastern religion where you're kind of emptying your mind. This is all about filling your mind. Filling your mind with the words of Jesus because what then happens is it starts to change us. And we become this better version of ourselves as Psalm 1 verse 2 and 3 says, blessed is the one who follows the ways of the Lord, who listens to them because they become like a tree planted by the streams of the water. And they prosper and they produce much fruit. And when you meditate, things start to move into you. 
The character flaws disappear. The practices change. And we become that better version of ourselves that Jesus so wants us to be because we become less of us and more of Jesus in our lives. And so, in a minute, we're going to move into different groups. We're going to sing a song now. And then after we've, we've, we've sung the song, I'm going to offer a few ways that we can do that. Before we, we sing that song, I've left on the, the, on the inside of your handout three ways to help you to, to kind of meditate. Some passages that you might want to do during Lent. And then I want to show you this. This is a, for those who like apps and that sort of thing, this is an app you can get that the Church of England have produced for Lent. That is all based around a bit like what we've been doing to help us think and to meditate upon the, the words of Jesus. So this is, a, this is an app called Lent Pilgrim. It's free. You can, you can kind of download it. This is the, the first page because Ash Wednesday starts. You could... You can kind of read it yourself. You can kind of listen to it, basically. And it will do all that for you as well. So if you want to find out some more about that, then that's something there. But we're going to stand together first. And we're going to sing our next song.